What's up everyone, Kevin here from Skywatcher and welcome to another What's Up webcast where we take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks. And of course at the end of the month we have a special guest to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, today is a pre-recorded episode because we are currently at Texas Star Party. Uh, so thank you all for watching today. Uh, if you have any questions about today's episode, you can always email support at skywatcherusa.com if it has anything to do with you know, uh, product questions. Um, of course, if you have any ideas for a future What's Up webcast episode, you can email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title your email What's Up so we know what it's about. Um, but today we're going to be talking about the history of the Star Adventurer. Uh, this is a family of products that we've had out for a while now. Um, and we thought it'd be kind of cool to do an episode just kind of looking back at where Star Adventure has started, now where we're at, and maybe where we're going in the future. Um, but today is a pre-recorded episode, so this is not airing live uh, because we are currently at Texas Star Party uh, 2023. Uh, but we definitely uh, appreciate all of you watching today. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what the Star Adventure is, uh, the Star Adventure is a compact equatorial mount, originally designated for nightscapes, um, or observing or travel purposes. It basically gives you a small track, uh, small tracking mount for travel purposes. And this has been out for probably, yeah, to, this is actually uh, about 10 years uh, since the original Star Adventure was announced. Um, the Star Adventure is kind of a unique thing, especially uh, the, when it originated onto the market. It was a modular design. So the mount head was a piece, the equatorial base was a piece, the deck bracket, ball head adapter, all the accessories that could be used on Star Adventure. It was a modular design, which was rather unique um, at the time that these were introduced. Um, originally, when the Star Adventure came out, the Vixen Polari um, was a very popular little tracking uh, system. There were some other ones out there, but it was really before this massive surge of trackers really came onto the market. Um, now you have obviously Star Adventure still uh, around. Ioptron has their own. Um, and then there's a lot of third party photographic companies that have their own version of a, a star tracker. So there's a lot of options on the market nowadays. Um, if you're looking to do nightscapes or have kind of a portable tracking system, but the Star Adventure still remains one of the most popular ones on the market. I personally think that's because of its modular capabilities. Um, and it's just become a very well-established product uh, in the astronomy market. Um, and they've become quite reliable uh, for many, many astrophotographers. And some of the most amazing pictures of the night sky have been produced uh, in thanks of the Star Adventure. Uh, now, Star Adventure has various uh, settings on it, especially the original um, that made it good for time lapse and different tracking modes. They're fantastic for eclipses, especially the two eclipses that are coming up, the one in uh, October, the annular eclipse here in North America. And then, of course, we have the April total eclipse also here in North America. So the Star Adventure tends to be very popular for those who need something to travel with, to hold camera lenses and small telescopes. It gives you that small portable equatorial mount that's very simplistic runs on four AA batteries, holds about 11 pounds. So there's a lot of things that you can do with these mounts. Um, and over the last 10 years, the Star Adventure has been around. 
it has grown into various flavors and we're going to talk about the evolution of how star adventure has originated all the way up uh to the latest and greatest versions that are currently on the market today so the original one is the star adventurer um we call it the original you could call it the v1 you could call it whatever you want uh, but the original star adventurer uh, was actually announced back in 2013. Uh, the first one that we saw was at the uh, ASAE Expo, the Arizona Science and Astronomy Expo. Uh, it took place in Tucson in 2013. That is the first time, at least here in North America, that the Star Adventure was put on display showing uh, where Skywatcher was going and our answer to nightscape photography tracking mounts. Um, so like I said, this originally debuted in 2013. Um, the unique thing about the Star Adventure is it provided a larger gear um, for equatorial tracking for nightscape photography in comparison to some of the other mounts that were available on the market at the time. Uh, larger gears and equatorial mounts allow you to have more teeth um, in the gear, which allows for more precise uh, tracking. A larger gear is also a lot easier to make than a smaller gear. So the larger right ascension gear found on the Star Adventurer allowed the Star Adventurer to track a little bit more accurately. It had some good payload capacity on it. It can handle a wide variety of lenses and cameras that are available on the market, as well as smaller telescopes. Now, features, the Star Adventurer had a built-in polar scope. Uh, also came with an illuminator. Uh, has a snap port on it and a snap port for those of you who don't know a snap port is a very small little uh, port on the side of the mount that allows you to plug in your DSLR or mirrorless camera from whatever company and you can use a small inexpensive uh, cable that basically triggers the shutter of your camera. The original Star Adventure had preset exposures programmed into it that allowed you to basically plug your camera in the mount would automatically track depending on what setting you put it on. And then those uh, settings also had preset exposures that the camera would then trigger, like 90 seconds or something like that for star mode or whatever it came out to be. Um, and that was really kind of cool because you could actually set your camera, point it to where you want it to be, and then you could just have the mount trigger your camera for you. You didn't need an intervalometer or anything like that. However, you did have to use whatever the preset exposures were. Um, another thing is because we had all those different tracking rates on the original Star Adventure, you know, we had sun, moon, uh, star. So we had a variety of different um, astronomical tracking rates. So if you were doing the moon, there was a moon rate. If you're doing the sun for like an eclipse, there was the sun rate. And of course, if you're doing just standard astro stuff, there was the star mode. And that was available. And then we had a bunch of different uh, expanded speeds like half rate sidereal, which allowed you to do Milky Way shots while not blurring your foreground so much. And then we had different rates for time-lapse capability because the original Star Adventurer was not only supposed to be an equatorial mount, but it was also intended to be a time-lapse mount to kind of compete with some of the uh, other camera heads that were on the market that were doing time-lapse at the time. And a lot of our mounts about 10 years ago like the all view, which you actually see in the back behind the Star Adventure, there was also a time-lapse um, mount. So we were really interested in developing mounts at the time that would allow us to do time-lapse and other different types of photography. Um, of course, over the last decade, that has 
changed a bit as things have advanced. Things have become more small uh, for um, transportation purposes. And um, the photographic market has also entered into the astronomical world by building their own uh, mounts as well. Um, we, we could run a, a battery pack on here. It's uh, eight AA batteries. Eight, I'm sorry, four AA batteries to run a star adventure. That's still true today. And they run about 72 hours uh, for a typical star adventure running on AA's. I actually recommend if you are a star adventure owner, uh, we do have a USB on the side of the mount that allows the mount to be powered by an external power source. However, a star adventure pulls a very small amount of power. So a lot of the little batteries that are available on the market nowadays tend to shut off after a few minutes, which of course has the mount stops tracking. Um, it shuts off. So I actually recommend that you use AA batteries on a Star Adventure even today because you're looking at about 72 hours roughly of continuous use for four AA's to power your Star Adventure. And then that way you don't have to worry about any external cables. You don't have to worry about your power shutting off. Um, four AA batteries on a Star Adventure, they slide right above the polar scope underneath the, the right ascension cap. They're conveniently put in place and they're hidden away. And that's going to run your mount for so many different sessions that it's really not a big deal. And if you are worried about the power going out, either bring some extra double A's or switch it before you go out. But double A batteries on a Star Adventure are going to hold you off for quite some time. Now, a unique thing about the Star Adventure, especially when it came out, was the fact that it had an auto guider port. Um, a lot of the little mounts that were on the market were really just intended for DSLR cameras with wide angle lenses so you could do Milky Way photography, but the Star Adventure had the intention of going even bigger um, with its counterweight bar, and it was a true equatorial mount at that point with uh, the additional accessories like the deck bracket and the counterweight bar, um, which allowed you to use longer focal length lenses because you could uh, counterbalance them better. So like 7200s, um, the very popular 150 to 600s that are available from Sigma and Tamron. Um, of course, Sony has their 200-600 um, and a variety of different lenses that are actually on the market. Uh, the super telephotos, which are quite popular. Um, the Star Adventure, because A, it had a larger payload than a lot of its competitors at the time. The larger gear, which provided better tracking. Um, and then, of course, auto guiding, which allows you to uh, guide the mount for any right ascension tracking errors. Um, you can apply a little auto guider to it and use PHD2 and actually do guiding with it to get longer exposures like a traditional um, equatorial mount would be. So the Star Adventure was actually quite unique when it came out in 2013. It had some big boy features on it like our larger mounts do, but it was in a small uh, little package. Um, when we did come out with Star Adventure, uh, they were available in black uh, silver, which there are very few silver ones in existence. And of course, red, uh, red was available in Canada and some areas of the world, uh, for the U S uh, we decided to just, uh, sell the black one. Um, but it worked quite well. Um, and you can still find them out today. Uh, the V ones are still floating around in the world. Uh, they are great little mounts, and there's really not a lot that can go wrong with them. They're pretty bulletproof uh, little systems. Um, but yeah, that was the Star Adventure uh, V1, or the original Star Adventure, however you want to find it. Um, they do come in white 
we did a very uh, short time uh, where they were rebranded when Skywatcher went through our rebranding phase where we brought out the signature green and we're doing white and black like we do now. Uh, there are some Star Adventure V1 models out in the world. They're not in production anymore, but the V1s um, are available in black on the originals. And of course, the white are the later models, but internally, they're the same thing um, in case anybody's looking. Now, a few years later, this would be in 2017, the Star Adventure Mini uh, was announced, um, also known as SAM. Uh, Star Adventure Mini or Sam. Uh, this was debuted in 2017 and this basically took the idea of the Star Adventure and shrunk it down into a much smaller package um, and this provided a much more compact tracker especially for those who are backpacking um, or are really just doing very remote nightscape work and this would easily fit inside of a camera bag it did have a smaller payload capacity, about 6.6 .6 pounds, as opposed to the 11 pounds um, of its larger uh, cousin or brother or sister, whatever it is, uh, on the original Star Adventure. But the Mini was quite a bit smaller than the original Star Adventure, which made it much easier to actually lug around. Now, one of the unique things that actually set the Mini apart from the original Star Adventure was the built-in Wi-Fi. Um, the cool thing about the built-in Wi-Fi is it allowed for a lot of customization uh, for exposure times. On the original Star Adventure, like we were talking about with that snap port, you could hook up your camera and you'd have to use basically the preset exposures uh, that were built into the mount. Now, there was a, a Windows software called SAM Console, or... Oh man, I don't even remember what the name of the program was, but we had a Windows program that you could actually plug in a Star Adventurer and actually reprogram it um, with the advanced firmware. That's what it was called. We had an advanced firmware for the original Star Adventure, which allowed you to actually customize all the exposures on what you wanted. But that means you had to preset everything before you went out into the field, which was really kind of a pain. The Mini had Wi-Fi built into it and started using an app which was available on iOS and Android and that was known as the SAM console app um, and it was free it still is free um, and through the app you were actually able to program all kinds of things which made the mini a very interesting little mount particularly for time-lapse capabilities because the mini was much more uh, designed to basically be used equatorially or you could pop it on its end and use it as a panning time-lapse head which I think it did a very good job on it once you understood how to set it up correctly um, it was a very cool little thing it added a lot of dynamics to your time-lapse because you had the ability to move um, through a field and the built-in Wi-Fi and the app was what made that uh, capability possible because you could program what your exposures were going to be. You could ex uh, program it how far you wanted it to swing. Um, there was a lot of really cool, unique little features that were built into the Star Adventure Mini that were not in the original Star Adventure. And the Mini is still available today um, as well, and all those features still exist. But the Wi-Fi is really what set that apart, of course, and its footprint was a lot smaller let me just put this up there and just like it's larger uh, 
sister, the Star Adventure Mini used all the same accessories like the ball head adapter, um, the deck bracket, the counterweight bar. You could still use it as a small travel equatorial if you needed to do so, but the big thing that you were basically getting was the payload capacity was reduced because the mount was so much smaller. Now, the original Star Adventure had a much larger gear. The Mini has a much smaller gear. There's just not a lot of room in there. These little mounts are actually packed pretty tight, uh, full of uh, stuff. There's not a lot of extra room inside of one of these to fit anything. Um, these ran off of two AA batteries. Of course, you couldn't use it with the USB um, if you needed to do so. And it could run off of that. But again, I would always recommend running batteries on any of the basic Star Adventure models. But the big advantage of the Mini was its time-lapse capability, especially because of the app. It does come with a polar scope, um, but the polar scope is not built in. The Mini uses a very unique uh, spring-loaded dovetail system. So you actually pop the, dove, uh, the polar scope in, and it has a, set, uh, a couple ball bearings in there that actually lock it into place and keep it centered. So the Star Adventure Mini was the second evolution of the Star Adventure family that allowed all that customization to finally take place. So you could do all kinds of cool exposures and time-lapse capabilities and really unique um, astronomical time-lapses where the mount would actually track a particular area of the sky, then reset and then track. And that would allow you to do these long exposure tracked time-lapse um, videos, which was very, very cool and unique. So the Mini was really the first thing that brought Wi-Fi control into the Star Adventurer world and probably for Skywatcher in general. But that was the Mini. Um, the Mini is still available, of course, if you're looking for one of them. And it's just a smaller footprint tracking mount. They're great to fit in a, a camera bag because they're very small. They fit in the palm of your hand. They're just a little bit smaller than the original one as well. But again, the big trade-off there is your you're reducing the payload capacity. Um, as uh, time went on, we found that a lot of people wanted the customization of the Mini in the larger format of the original Star Adventure. So in 2019, we unveiled the Star Adventure 2i. And the 2i, of course, is what is currently available on the market now. It's still in production. Um, this is basically the same footprint that the original Star Adventure is. The big difference here is the board that's inside of the mount is different and it adds Wi-Fi um, capability. In that moment, you're basically getting all the custom features um, that you had in the mini were now finally available in the larger payload capacity of the Star Adventure. So that is the 2i. Um, the 2i is also where we unveiled what's called the Pro Pack, because for a long time we sold the Star Adventure in two different formats, um, which included either the deck bracket or the ball head adapter. And then you kind of had to hodgepodge everything together and buy it all a cart. Where the Pro Pack, the Pro Pack was finally introduced around 2019, which is where everything and all the accessories were available in one box. And it really streamlined a lot of things uh, for us. And it made buying a Star Adventure so much easier. Now, the one thing I would like to say about the Star Adventures before we move any further is these mounts 
were designed to be a quality mount, especially for their price. All the gearing inside is metal. Um, even on the mini, it is metal. Um, we use uh, brass gears uh, on the spur gears. Um, the main worm, I believe, it's been a while since I've had one open, but everything in there is metal. You're not buying something that's got a lot of plastic in it. And especially when it's the gearing, there's not any plastic on the gears. These are all metal uh, systems. So they're made to be used for a long period of time. And that still continues on with the current production of the Star Adventure 2i. It's all metal gearing in there, which provides uh, better uh, quality, especially when you're going to be out in the field and you're going to be going from hot to cold and all kinds of extreme temperatures is what these are made to be used at. Now, just like the original Star Adventure, um, it used all of the modular systems once again. So we're able to use the deck bracket. You have the EQ base, you have the counterweight bar kit. You're able to use this in all different kinds of formats. That way you can actually customize it to whatever your type of photography is going to be or just use. Um, now, if you're going to be using a star adventure with a larger lens or a telescope, you're going to want to configure it as you see here. You have the deck bracket up top that's locked in the saddle, counterweight bar, and then the top of the deck bracket has a quarter 20 on a slow motion control system. And that allows you to mount like the foot of your large camera lens on there or a small telescope. Um, these are basically a perfect little companion for those traveling, especially for eclipses. Um, if you need something small, but you need some tracking capability, the Star Adventure 2i is really the mount that you're supposed to be looking for because it's going to give you that uh, companion to the optics um, that you're going to be shooting, whatever you're going to be shooting with. Now, the nice thing about the Star Adventure 2i is it does give you all those customized features that do come with the Mini. The ability to control all different kinds of time-lapse capabilities, your exposures, and that was the big unique thing about the Star Adventure Mini and that then got applied to the 2i was now you were actually able to, able to set up whole sequences um, inside the app and actually have the mount trigger the camera for you. So you could actually go in and basically say, I want you to do 90 second exposures with a two second delay. And I want you to do 50 of them. And then the mount would track and just sit there and run it. You wouldn't have to do any of that. And that was kind of the big advantage of going with the two eyes over the original is it gave you a lot more control over your camera system. So you didn't have to deal with any intervalometers or any external kind of triggers or anything like that. The mount does it for you. So what the Star Adventure 2i is, is basically Skywatcher looking at what a lot of the nightscape photographers were doing and how we could simplify the experience of going out in the field and reducing some equipment or maybe opening up your intervalometer so you can use it on another system while your main system is tracking, doing whatever big image that you're doing and the mount just simply takes over for you. So that was the big advantage of the Star Adventure 2i and currently still is, is it gives you all that control to basically allow you to do more advanced capabilities without having the need to plug it into a computer before you go and program it and do all that stuff. You can do all of it in the field. 
It emits its own Wi-Fi signal. You don't need to be near internet or anything like that. Just emits Wi-Fi. You hop on the app, you run it the way you want, and you're off to the races. Um, and it's still the same format as the original Star Adventure. The main differences there are just the motorboard inside is different and has that Wi-Fi capability on there. So you can do all kinds of customized uh, controls on it. Um, so that is the Star Adventure 2i. That, as of this recording, uh, which is, this is basically May 19th, 2023, is when this airs. As of this episode recording, um, the 2i is still the current production model of the Star Adventurer uh, line. Now, of course, the latest model of the Star Adventure family is the Star Adventure GTI. Uh, this was released in 2022 after a long time of development, probably like five years or more to develop the Star Adventure GTI because we were trying to figure out how to get all those cool features of the original Star Adventure into a, a small enough housing and make it go to. So the Star Adventure GTI is the latest addition to the family. And really, I'll be honest, the only thing that makes it a Star Adventurer is its form format. Um, it's small. That's the only thing that this really carries from the original Star Adventurer family. This is not a modular designed uh, mount like the other ones. It doesn't really use any of the previous accessories on the Star Adventurer line. It's simply just small and compact, which makes it a Star Adventure. Now, the advantage of the Star Adventure GTI over all the other ones in the family, of course, is its go-to. This is a full-blown equatorial mount. It's got deck and ride ascension motors, encoders, all the things that it needs to be a go-to mount. If you have any kind of Skywatcher go-to mount that you are using, like an EQ6R or HEQ5 or whatever the case may be. If you have a star, if you have a Skywatcher go-to mount, if you know how to control that, you know how to control a Star Adventure GTI. These work very well with an ASI Air as well. If you're looking for a very small, compact thing. Now, the big complaint that we had when it was when we were talking about the original Star Adventures is we had a lot of photographers coming in, and the big complaint was I don't know where any objects are in the sky. I don't know where to point. I don't like that I have to manually point the Star Adventure to where it needs to go. I want it to find it for me. So the Star Adventure GTI is our answer to that. This still has the 11 pound payload capacity, but there are some unique features that set this one apart from the rest of the family. Now, of course, full go-to is one of them. This does have built-in Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi that controls this mount is different than what controls, say, the Mini or the 2i. Uh, the Star Adventure GTI uses our full-blown SynScan Pro app and can also be controlled by the very popular Sky Safari apps once you've done the initial setup in our app. Um, that allows you to control it with Planetarium software. You can do ASI Air. You can do all kinds of things. Um, because this is a full-blown go-to mount, which means you can auto-guide it, you can point, you can do all of that, just like a larger mount would, just in a much smaller form factor. This allows you to have a very permanent, very permanent, very portable, uh, small equatorial mount for travel. And it works very well. And because it is actually intended for travel, 
the counterweight bar can actually put be put into two different places. You can go down to about 10 degrees latitude with a Star Adventure GTI. It still does hold that 11 pound payload capacity, which allows you to have all kinds of different telescopes and lenses mounted to this. Um, 7200 lenses, uh, 7300s, maybe you're pushing some 15600s on there. When we tested this, we were testing it with the Canon 600 F4 Mark III, uh, which is a very lightweight, super telephoto lens from Canon. Um, very large lens, and the mount was able to hold it quite well and shoot pretty decent exposures with it. So the Star Adventure GTI is really what a lot of people were looking for in the other Star Adventurers, but it just took a lot of time to get there. Now... You could still use this as a general star adventure because it has the go-to capabilities. You can do a lot more customized uh, imaging runs. You can automate it. So you can actually, like an ASI Air, if you plug this in with an ASI Air, you can automate the whole imaging system. So you can kind of do whatever you want with it. And just like a larger mount, you can automate your whole thing. Um, really works well with like the William Optics Red Cats our Evo Guide 50. It's really intended for the very small refractors on the market um, to give you a full-blown imaging system that is portable enough to where you can throw it in a case, fly with it, and go anywhere in the world with it. That's the advantage of the GTI as opposed to its other uh, companions in the family. Uh, this does run off of eight AA batteries. Um, you can run this one off of an external power supply. It works better because it is a go-to mount. There are two motors in there, so it is pulling more energy. Um, so it's not going to have some of those issues where an external power source is going to shut off like the smaller one just because there's not enough power being pulled from it. This one takes more power because it is a full-blown equatorial mount. Of course, this one, because it has all the pointing features, it's going to have more uh, capabilities like a built-in USB for PC control. Does have the guide port, still has the snap port, and it also has a hand controller port. So if you don't want to use a Wi-Fi app and you want something that has more tactile feel to it, you can still use our SynScan hand controllers with the appropriate cable. Plugs in there and you can use it just like a go-to um, Equatorial. It's like a miniature EQ6 is really what the Star Adventure GTI is. And they're adorable. Um, but they do uh, hold 11 pounds, so they're going to handle a wide variety of optical accessories that are going to be on the market nowadays while giving you that full go-to capability. Um, however, because of the way this mount is designed, it's not going to be modular anymore. You don't need an EQ base. Um, that is actually built into this mount. It doesn't use that modular um, equatorial uh, latitude base is what we call it. It doesn't use that. Um, the deck bracket isn't needed. You might be able to use the ball head on this if you really want to. You don't really need it. This is really intended for more of the traditional dovetail, Vixen style dovetail um, optics. So if you've got a telescope or a lens, you're going to want to use like a Vixen universal plate. And then you can pop that there on the saddle. And you can basically use it like a very, very small EQ6 is essentially what that's like. Um, but that's the Star Adventure GTI. Now, what do we do in the future? I have no idea. I honestly don't at the moment. Um, I know there's a lot of push on the new harmonic drive mounts. That, of course, is very interesting because harmonic drive shrinks the mounts. 
while maintaining a larger payload capacity just because of how the clutch and the gearing mechanisms are designed on a harmonic. Are we going to do one? I don't know. Maybe it would be kind of interesting to do one. Um, it would definitely... The advantage of a harmonic mount over the GTI, like Star Venture GTI, is you are going to get that heavier payload capacity. Um, but harmonic drives have their own slew of... I wouldn't say issues. I would just say idiosyncrasies, um, as does every mount. Um, maybe one day we'll do a harmonic. I don't know. But right now, the Star Adventure GTI is our small, portable little mount. Um, they are about half the price of most harmonic mounts because they're not using the harmonic drive system, which is more expensive. Um, so that is the advantage of a Star Adventure GTI is you are getting a portable mount at about the price point that you would expect a portable mount to be. Um, there's no real frills to it. It's just a small little go-to mount. It's got Wi-Fi built into it. You can do a bunch of different latitude uh, capabilities with it. And, of course, it holds 11 pounds. And it's got the polar scope in it. And you can adjust that all in the app if needed. So that is the Star Adventure GTI. That is our most advanced Star Adventure to date. And maybe one day we'll do another one. I'm not sure. I don't know if we're going to do like a Gen 3 of the original star adventure but right now the star adventure 2i the mini and the gti are all out and available and between those three mounts you can pretty much do anything that you want to do when it comes to nightscape photography if you're a backpacker and you're limited on space get yourself a mini um, if you've got a little bit more room and you're looking for a travel mount and you don't necessarily need go to get yourself a star adventure 2i perfect little platform for that if you need something that's go-to and you need it to be compact, then the GTI would be the way to go. Um, that's kind of how it all breaks down. So they are intended for slightly different types of shooting, although you can do it with all different kinds of things. Um, they are their own tool, um, if you will. So if you, if you buy a set of screwdrivers, of course, they're all screwdrivers, but you have different screwdrivers for different things. So if you're looking for simplicity and you don't need go-to, the 2i or the mini, perfectly fine. If you do need that go-to capability, then the GTI would be the way to go. Um, I know a lot of people are waiting on the GTIs. We do have shipments on the way right now, so you'll probably start seeing that um, kind of alleviate here soon. Um, but thank you for being patient about all of that. Um, I did say this episode was going to be kind of short. Um, unfortunately, I thought there was going to be more to it. Uh, but that is the history of the Star Adventure. Um, maybe we'll do some new generations in the future. But right now, that is the family of Star Adventures there. Uh, if you like what you see here on the What's Up webcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like um, on our channel. It lets us know we're doing a good job. If you have a future episode idea, please email us at info at skywatchusa.com and title it What's Up. Uh, of course, we are taking entries for the target of the month or totem. I uh, hope you guys are having a good time with that. Um, and then we will be back next week. Of course, we're currently at Texas Star Party, but we'll be back next week to talk about Texas Star Party um, and wrap it all up. Um, so hopefully uh, those of you who are actually at Texas Star Party, stop by, say hi. Um, and those who didn't get to go, we'll do a whole wrap video uh, just like we did for Neef and kind of going over what the highlights were uh, when we get back next Friday. Um, that will be on May 26th. Uh, we don't have a special guest this month. 
just because of how the schedule worked out. But we'll be back next week to talk about Texas Star Party. Maybe show you some images that we shot from there. Um, we'll see how that all uh, comes together. But again, if you like what you see here at the What's Up webcast, we really appreciate you hanging out with us every Friday. Please go ahead and leave a like on the video. Uh, let us know we're doing a good job. Subscribe if you haven't done so. And uh, other than that, uh, I know this was a very short episode. Uh, usually these are about an hour long. Uh, but I appreciate you guys watching. Hopefully you enjoyed this little historical uh, ride through the family of Star Adventures. And hopefully you're enjoying your Star Adventure as well. It is Milky Way. I jumped ahead. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, if you do have your star adventure, it is Milky Way season. Go out there, shoot it, share some images with us. I'll be curious to see what you guys get out there as well. But again, thank you very much for watching. I definitely appreciate you guys being here every Friday with us. Uh, if you're at Texas Star Party, say hi. And then, of course, we'll see you guys next uh, Friday for another episode of the What's Up webcast. But thank you very much, everyone. Clear skies. Have a great new moon weekend, and we will see you guys next Friday right here at the What's Up webcast. See you later. Take care. Bye.